I'm Cindy McMillan, and welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life. You're listening to Episode 72. This podcast is for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. Today's interview is part of a self-care series called Life in Full Bloom, Living from the Inside Out. I am delighted to introduce my guest today, Kate Moody. As a musician with a sensitive attunement to energy, Kate has found that all life experiences, joy, adversity, stress, loss, success, can be powerful inspiration for personal growth. She developed the original Connect and Glow exercise, Brain Glow, in search from healing from a profound depression in the early 2000s. The practice has grown to be a tool for upliftment and vibrant aliveness. Kate, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I'm happy to be here, Cindy. So this is really exciting. Uh, We're going to be talking about forgiveness and we're going to do a meditation, but I like to start off the podcast with the question, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Well, today I would say it means uh, thinking about acceptance, like in the seasons of life. Or in the seasons of weather, if it's raining, I'm not going to go out there and try to make it stop raining. I might wish it would stop raining, but really, I'll have a a better day if I accept that it's raining and work my way around that. And the same thing if it's sunny. And I think in my life, there are times that, or in anybody's life, where things are really great and sunny and summery, and sometimes they're kind of you know, you need to take time to rest and relax and, and withdraw a little bit. Like in, that would be like a winter season of your life. So acceptance means just saying, this is how it is. And I'm going to work with that to find my joy in this moment. And when I say joy, I don't mean I have to be ecstatic about everything, but finding that ground that's our inner peace and our inner love that that makes everything fine and uh, sometimes even ecstatic, but sometimes <laughs> very uh, contemplative. You know, Kate, I love that you use that word acceptance because I've had such a variety of answers and I love them. And everybody that listens to this podcast knows that's one of my favorite questions, but I haven't heard it necessarily used in the way of acceptance. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Thank Thank you. you. Yes. Well, and acceptance, you know, I I kind of fought against acceptance for a long time because I thought that meant well, if I accept this, that means I'm just giving up and rolling over and saying, okay, whatever. But it's not. It really has, I mean, once you're there, then you embrace life. Embrace, you know, I think I've heard, don't um, don't want what you love, love what you want. Wait, okay, I got that wrong. What is it, Cindy, you must know? <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, no, I know which one you're talking about. 
I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but I know I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But but as you were talking, I was just thinking about acceptance is also just being present. Mm. Yes. In in a way, you know, like you were using the it was raining, so it's being present to its raining. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. I like that word, acceptance. Yes, and finding the beauty of one time I was up in uh, Washington State, which is gets very dark in the winter. Not as dark as Alaska, but it's quite dark. And I was on a ferry boat in the Eagle Harbor looking at the just gray, gray, gray everywhere, gray. And I thought, okay, I've got to find some beauty in this. And I looked at this, at the island and the trees, and it you could almost see lavender. So I thought, ah, oh, lavender shadows. And then I wrote a, a piece, a piano piece called Lavender Shadows, which has a, has a very misty quality. And then I followed it up with Lavender Blues, which is kind of a new age bluesy piece about what (laughs) happens when you have too much lavender shadows. (laughs) Well, you know, but you're right. When you're looking out at fog, sometimes it does have that lavender shading to it. Mm -hmm. You know what? I wish I would have thought about it beforehand and I would have played some some of your music while while we were having this interview. Mm. Well... I'll have to think about, do that next time. Yes, absolutely. So can we talk about your journey? Pianist, composer, teacher, director, master of spiritual studies. How do you see all that tie in together, like the thread through all those? Mm. Well, the the music is sort of like, a a spring that's inside of me it's not something that I ever thought oh I want to be a musician it just came through me so I was the girl who was if there was a piano in the room I was almost magnetically attracted to it and um, things happened in my family where I ended up without a piano teacher when I was a teenager so I started playing guitar and I was in a boarding school and my roommate played flute. So I started writing songs for guitar and with lyrics and gave her flute parts and stuff. And it never occurred to me that that was something unusual. But now, you know, my many years of of teaching music, I see, I mean, every once in a while, I'll see a, a student come through who's, they've got that thing, whatever it is, it's like a wellspring of music that it just kind of flows through. And I think that there, you know, we all have things that flow through us and it just happens to be that I that music comes through me things that happen in life you know we all have things that happen where we well I had a meditation teacher who called it layers of trauma and compensation so I think of it sort of like petrified wood where you've got the the grain of the wood and it's you know I realized that that was my tensions were blocking music coming through. So I began meditating to be able to release my patterns of tension. And so, and then the music became even more flowing. So it all fed into each other. So that's how going, the music sort of took me to meditation and meditation took me 
to music, which takes me to my spiritual studies. For years, I've been, besides teaching music and doing concerts, I've been a church musician. That has led me to thinking about other ways that we can do church as more of a spiritual meditation with music. So that's kind of where that led me then to doing this master's degree that I just did. Yeah, I read something you wrote, and I'd love for you to expand on it just a bit. The first step in spiritual awareness is to practice connecting with a source of love, which abides within us. Mm -hmm. Yes. That really touched my heart. mm, Thank you. Yes. I think that I've gotten most of that, that mindset from uh, studying A Course in Miracles, which basically is teaching that we are divine beings. And there are a lot of teachings that that teaches that, but that's the one that I've studied the most. And that's part of the practice of, you know, connecting with that inside of myself, but also seeing it in other people, which leads us to forgiveness, (laughs) the practice of forgiveness. Yeah, And right now might be a good time to do our meditation. Yeah. I would love for you to do that. And if you're listening to this and driving, please be safe, be careful. Do not shut your eyes. (laughs) And I just want to put that out there. Okay. And before I start, I'll say that there are recordings of this short meditation I'm going to do, which is called Connect the Dots. And then longer connect and glow meditations on my YouTube channel. So go for it if you like it. Okay, so if you just get comfortable in your chair, it helps to have your feet flat on the floor, gently closing your eyes, and take a nice deep breath and As you exhale, gently exhaling, allow a wave of relaxation to wash through you, washing away any cares or concerns, any thoughts of things you need to do. Those will be waiting for you in a few minutes when we are at the end of this podcast. And allow your scalp to relax, your brow relaxes. Your eyeballs sink back into your head. Your cheeks and your jaw are relaxed. Your neck and your throat, you might very gently move your head around on your neck to see if you need to loosen up a little bit. Your neck and your throat are relaxed and open. Upper chest is relaxed, the area under your arms relaxes, your upper arms, elbows, forearms, wrists, hands, fingers. Your shoulder blades are loose and relaxing down your back, mid-back is relaxed, your solar plexus softens and opens. Lower back and sacrum are relaxed. 
belly relaxes. Hips, thighs, knees, calves, ankles relax, your feet relax. Ankles, feet, toes. Another nice deep breath. And allow a wave of relaxation to wash through you as you exhale and your awareness sinks down to the bottoms of your feet. And imagine a dot on the bottom of each foot. Bring your awareness to your belly about an inch below your belly button and going directly inward, imagine a dot in the center of your belly. Bringing your awareness up to your chest in the very middle of your chest, imagine a dot. With your awareness on your hands, imagine a dot in the palm of each hand. And bring your awareness to the center of your brain. Imagine a dot in the middle of your brain. And continuing with your imagination, draw a line from the center of your brain to the dot in the center of your chest. Draw two lines radiating out from the dot in the center of your chest through your arms to the dots in the palms of your hands. Draw a line from the dot in your chest to the dot in the center of your belly. And two lines radiate out from the dot in your belly through each leg to the dots on the bottoms of your feet. And if you stand back in your mind's eye, you can see you've connected the dots and created a stick figure inside yourself like a child's drawing. And now imagine that you have a rheostat light switch and you're going to gently bring up the power. And as you do so, your inner stick figure begins to glow with a warm, soothing light. And as you take another nice deep breath, your inner stick figure, the light grows brighter and stronger. And as you exhale, it radiates in all directions, filling up your entire energy field is glowing out the top of your head, glowing out from the dot in the middle of your brain, which is now a glowing ball of light. It glows out from your heart, out the front and out between your shoulder blades, out of your hands, out of your belly, out of your feet, deep down into the earth below your feet. feeling deeply grateful to the earth which supports us in so many ways, nurturing us with our food, our nutrition, and nurturing us with beauty. And now bringing your awareness to the crown of your head, warm, glowing, 
relaxing, allowing it to open. And imagine that you can draw in the universal love, the love that's everywhere all the time. Filling up your inner stick figure so you can especially sense this universal love in your heart chakra, the one in the middle of your chest, which is like a, a transformer, an electrical transformer. It draws in the universal love and turns it into your personal love that you experience. You feel inside your heart and that you're able to extend to others. And you can return to your inner stick figure at any time, filling it with light, relaxing and opening. And then surround yourself with the cocoon of light. It's a protection, not a barrier. And rub your thumb against your fingertips and wiggle your toes and gently open your eyes and come back to the room. So this practice for me is really key for all of everything that I work with when I do this in an extended um, in extended workshops I often use music as we're as we're doing our guided meditation it helps us to do the work so if we have a topic like inner guidance it's much easier to get guidance when you're <laughs> quiet and relaxed and feeling in touch with your heart and all of your energy centers working in harmony or for doing the forgiveness practice. When I'm in a, in a calm and relaxed state, then it's easier to forgive anything that topic that, that we want to work on. Well, thank you, Kate. That was, that was, I, absolutely needed that. I mm -hmm. feel actually very calm and very relaxed and, and just really ready to tackle our topic of forgiveness because I, I know that forgiveness is also a vulnerable subject. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that forgiveness is so important? Well, for one thing, just for our personal well-being, if, if I'm resenting somebody, it's making me unhappy and it affects my health. And, you know, the longer you're on the planet, the more stuff happens. And if I'm just like, you know, have a, a place with all these resentments, they build up on top of each other and it's not a good way to live. I would say, I mean, most spiritual traditions talk about forgiving. It's an important thing to do. It's just to me is, well, well, how do I do that? You know, this person did this awful thing. You know, how can I forgive that? 
And this is once again from A Course in Miracles where it talks about overlooking, that we practice seeing the divinity in each person and we overlook the stuff, which does not mean, oh, I'm going to invite you into my house so you could do it to me all over again. It's just the practice of seeing the divine essence that is in everybody. I do believe that. There, we all have our stuff and we all have our tensions and all that. But I also believe that as we, as more and more people are seeing and living with their own divinity and seeing it in others, that we can, we will elevate everybody, all of life. You know, I think really there's a misconception, I think, that people, when they talk about forgiveness or they think about forgiveness, that they think that they're they're giving that person that did something wrong to them a pass. Yeah. And it's really not for that other person anyway. It's for us. Yes, exactly. Yes. So you, you mentioned something around how do we forgive? How do we get into that place of forgiveness? Well, part of it is is understanding that everybody has got stuff, you know, and we don't know what the pain is, what the, the backstory is that creates this, whatever the behavior is. That's the number one step. So that's compassion. And then the, the practice that I do is called Ho'oponopono. And Ho'oponopono is an ancient Hawaiian practice that means make right. And when they say pono pono, when they repeat it, that means really make it right. It's like okay. emphasizing it. Um, and there are a lot of different ways to do it. But what I was taught was to, to picture the person that I'm having trouble with on a little teeny stage, a cosmic stage, and draw in the universal love into me and draw the universal love, see it being drawn into them. And just recognize them being filled with universal love. And so when I do it in the connect and glow, I, I just picture them having their, the, all the different dots, the energy centers lighting up and them glowing with light and see them with joy. You know, that joy is coming out of them. They have a smile in their heart. They're they're happy, they're, they've forgiven themselves. I'm just thinking it's not easy, but it's, it's, it helps a lot. Absolutely. Now the practice that you do, can you say that one more time? Ho'oponopono. It's H-O, I can't remember what that little line is called, but we'll just call it an apostrophe. It looks like an apostrophe. Um, O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Is that something that you do every day, every week, every time you do your meditation? No, I do it. If I'm having trouble with somebody, then I do it. That's when you do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I have done it where 
you know, I made a list when I first started doing it. I made a list of everybody, everybody in my life. And I would periodically go through and, and practice it with, you know, I'd practice maybe three or four people in one session. And then I put a little check mark by their name. And <laughs> no, that's, that's a great way to do it, you know, because, you know, I think, no, not, I'm not talking about our children and things like that, but whether it's coworkers or, you know, other family members, friends, romantic partners, I think there's something to always work on forgiving and also forgiving ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes forgiving ourselves is, is the hardest one to do. Yeah, I agree. There's a great song by Tim McAfee called I Forgive Me. And Charles Holt, he does a beautiful version of it, and it's on YouTube. I think it makes me cry every time I watch it. Oh, It's, it's a great song. Charles Holt. Charles, I'm just... L-T. <laughs> I will look for that and also put that into the show notes because, yeah. you know... I think forgiveness and self-forgiveness is so important. And you talked a little bit about how it impacts our health. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you could say about our health and forgiveness or what you have found in, in your life? Well, yes. I mean, if it's not forgiving creates stress and stress affects our health. And it also, I mean, in our health, in terms of being able to to uh, feel close to people and to have relationships with people, um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm a person. I'm pretty introverted, and I take a long time to think about things. And so, if I'm having trouble with somebody, I'll kind of withdraw, and I'm kind of thinking about it and stuff. And so, it's very helpful to do this process to, to, to make things more flowing. Um, Cause if I'm, if I'm works like working on it on a, that little hamster wheel thing, it distracts me. It makes me not sleep. Well, we know sleep is super important. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Cause that, that stress just impacts everything in our lives, mm -hmm. you know, our, our, not only just our sleep, but just just everything. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about that little hamster wheel, it made me think about mindset and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because what we're saying to ourselves around that forgiveness matters a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what if somebody is is open to forgiving then they're they're open to being part of making this a better world for everyone because I, I mean you know through all of time there's been strife between people but right now it seems to be more apparent I don't know if that's because of all this media stuff that we get all the time or if there's just so many people on the planet that you know people are more tense all the time I don't know but it's we do contribute 
when we're working on our own stuff. And it's actually important to work on our own stuff before we go out there and try to to help others become better citizens. And I'm talking about citizens of humanity. Um, and there's a, a test for me, which is, am, am I acting from fear or from love? Is it fear or is it love? I mean, if I want to hang on to my resentment, that's, that's not love. I might think, oh, I'm protecting myself, but I'm not. I'm kind of indulging myself in this thing. I mean, there is, there is a certain kind of energy that comes from anger and resentment. But it's not beneficial to anybody. And it's not, if you, if you think of a levels of emotional states, that's a very low level. Forgiveness is a higher level. Mm-hmm. And it helps to lift us up. I've been journaling around what does success look like and what does success mean for me? Mm-hmm. Because whether it's success, whether it's, Forgiveness, no matter what it is, we all have our own views of what that is and what it means to us. And I've been thinking about the the way, you know, that success doesn't always go. What am I trying to say here? Success is not always good because you can have success, but you're also like overworking. You know, mm-hmm. you're 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 doing things in such a almost like a um, you used hamster wheel earlier, but you know, you can be doing things to get somewhere that you think is going to be successful. And all that work is not leading you to success in the right way. I don't know. I just been thinking about that. And as you were talking, that just popped into my mind around also around forgiveness and defining what that means to us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that I don't know if that makes any sense what I'm trying to say but forgiveness means something different to all of us even though we know how important it is. What are your thoughts around that? About it being different to different people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and I think that I'm well I was talking to my brother about this um and he said something about well, I'm going to wait for them to ask for me to forgive them. <laughs> and I said, well, then you're going to be, might be waiting a long time. I mean, he can do that. Yeah. And maybe that's his definition. Yes, I, I do talk about it to a lot of people when they're talking about how they're, you know, this person hurt them or, you know, or adults over 50 years old, who's still on this thing about what their parents did. I mean, yes, it does affect us, and we need to heal from it. And they also had their stuff that their parents did to them and their parents. And I mean, if we're thinking about this, if a person is on this podcast and listening to it, they're on a, a growing spiritual path. And so we're, it's incumbent on us to continue, you know, breathing. I mean, that's the most important thing, taking that relaxing breath and allowing ourselves to open and allowing is a huge word, allowing the energy to flow through. And that doesn't mean squish down your bad feelings or any, you know, oh, we just have to be positive all the time. 
it's actually helpful. Um, I mean, I can show you this. It's a, a hand position where your left arm is on your upper chest and your right arm is across your solar plexus. When you're having troubling feelings, to just hold yourself. This is very comforting. And just say, it's okay. It is okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to, to feel sad. It's whatever those moments are. And then you find that you're relaxed, you're comforted. And then the, so that they can coexist. So when you're relaxed, then the, the feelings of, you know, the spiritual feelings of love and peace have room to be there. Yeah, I love that. Because when I did that, it was, tell me again, it's the left hand. Yes, uh, the left hand on the right upper chest, and then the right arm across the belly. And I call it the comfort mudra. Yeah, that's nice. Is it is it, it is comforting. Yeah. <laughs> so if we talked about two or three ways to help someone create a daily ritual to forgive, that could be one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So whatever your hurt feelings are, to hold them and say, that's okay to feel that way. And I think that is a trap that people on a spiritual path can get into is thinking that, you know, well, I should be a saint by now. <laughs> right. Now you know what I've said to myself. No. <laughs> Very revealing. No. Um, so what are a couple of other things that someone could do? Well, they could do the meditation. Yeah, I find that super helpful. I mean, that connect the dots is is pretty fast. And if you practice it, you find, or I find, you know, if I'm, here's a typical place to get annoyed is in the grocery store checkout line. So I'm there. And so I'm annoyed, but rather than like looking at my phone, I train myself to like feel my feet, touch my, you know, be in touch with my belly and my heart and that thing and just fill up with light and go, oh yeah, everything's fine. That's a practice. And well, I mean, to do the, try making the list of people and just have one person a day that you connect with in that imaginary way, seeing them filled with light and love and releasing them to love and bringing your energy back to yourself. I think I forgot to say that when I was talking about the, the picture of the Ho'oponopono. Yeah, those are some great tips. And I'm actually going to spell those out for everybody because they are really good. Not, I mean, not even just for forgiveness, but about for other practices as well. And what would you tell your 18-year-old self <laughs> about the season of life you're in right now? Uh, well, I think when I was 18, I was... I was interested in the in the meaning of life, but it hadn't been part of my family. It was just nothing was ever said about that. But I had a young man I was dating at the time whose mother had a couple of friends who were existentialists. And I was like, ooh, I want to be an existentialist, even though I had no idea what that was. But 
you know, but so there was that draw to philosophy. So um, I would say, yeah, that's real, you know, follow that. And so, and I would also say that really to anyone, you know, follow whatever the promptings are, follow that and find people who can show you how to follow it. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah, because we all need we all need a mentor. Yeah, definitely. So, can you tell the listeners how to find you on social media? Listen to your music, buy mm-hmm. your music. Oh, okay, thank you. Well, I have a website which is katemusic.com, and there are links there to like my YouTube channel. If you I think that if you put Kate Moody and Connect and Glow into the YouTube search bar, you'll get to some of the meditations that I've recorded. I'm on Pandora and Spotify and iTunes and all that good stuff for my music. I've written a lot of solo piano because that's my instrument. And then I have some orchestral and some instrumental music. All right. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you being on the podcast and doing the meditation. It has been fabulous. I've been so happy to meet you. I'm really glad for this work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Super appreciated. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Leaving a rating and review helps to improve rankings in iTunes. It shows engagement, which may attract sponsors, and it is essential for the podcast to be discovered by new listeners. Plus, it would mean the world to me. Thanks again. Until next time, live inspired.